Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Stay tuned now for an encore presentation the best of the best of the good news with Angie Austin. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, welcome to the good news. Excited to have two authors and speakers here who are also friends. And uh, I have a fabulous guest that I think you're both going to enjoy. Robbie Yopes, author, speaker. Welcome to the show. Hi, Angie. Happy New Year. Also, Beatrice Bruno. Hello, Angie. <laughs> you guys are just trying to cheer me up. We We're are. just excited to see you. You are fantastic. Yes, we you love are. <laughs> They're trying to cheer me up. They know I'm having a tough day. Okay, so I, I am so excited about... Um, uh, you guys listening to the next guest, too. His name's Garth Callahan, and he wrote a book called Napkin Notes. Now, he didn't plan on writing this book. What happened was, in kindergarten, he started writing notes to his daughter on napkins. Wait, and wait, wait. When he was in kindergarten or when his daughter? She was in kindergarten. Oh, okay. She started like, wow. writing notes on <laughs> napkins. And then he decided when he got cancer, she was expecting these notes. He found out she was keeping them in a book. Oh, and so he wrote 846 notes, and his plan was for her to have a note for every day through high school. Well, he's working through his fourth diagnosis of cancer, and he's actually doing fairly well. Good for and you. Uh, she's uh, getting ready to start high school. He's got all these notes um, stowed away, and now a book has come out of it, and uh, also it's been optioned for a major motion, motion picture. I think that's Aww. wonderful. That is that's absolutely wonderful. Yes, isn't it? Sweet. And I bo- I send you both out to look for good news. He's my good news story of the day, but I have one more. And then I'm going to let you ladies share because oftentimes I take up a lot of the time. So um, <laughs> there is... You always s- have something so good to say. So good. Yeah. Oh, thank it's you. It's all good. Thank you. Hey, Jorge, Seattle Dog, is that one part or two? I thought, okay, I thought it was one. I see two here. Okay, so here's the deal. I found the story about a dog in Seattle. Now, imagine you're on the bus, Okay. And uh, a dog jumps on, sits right down next to you, waits for a stop, gets off, and goes to the park. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really? So there's a radio DJ on the bus, and he takes a picture, a selfie, with his uh, seatmate, who ends up being um, uh, uh, part bull mastiff. This big dog just oh gets on gosh. the bus. And everybody knows him now, the bus driver and everything. And the dog gets on, and then uh, you know, gets off at his stop and goes to yeah. place at the park. <laughs> and he gets back on the bus, and he rides on back home. That's wow. cute. Take a listen, it's so stinking cute. Of the tens of thousands of riders, Metro Transit moves each day. Few are greeted by a smile when they slobber on the seats. She sits here just like a person does. She's a person. And all the bus drivers know her. Meet Eclipse, a black lab bull mastiff mix who, like human riders, uses Seattle's buses to get around. She often roams the aisles of the D-line looking for a seat and will hop up next to a stranger, which makes perfect sense for a dog who rides the bus alone. She gets on and off by herself. She was most concerned just about being able to see out the window. It was almost unbelievable 
to local DJ Miles Montgomery. And I thought, man, oh man, this is this is nuts. He snapped a selfie with the dog after seeing her solo ride firsthand. So the dog gets off at the at the stop at the dog park and gets off the bus. And I just look out the window and I'm like, did that just happen? Isn't that hilarious? Oh, how cool is that? How did the dog learn to get on the bus to go to the park? I think what happens is the owner goes too sometimes, but if the bus comes and the owner's still like not ready, or I think he was saying smoking a cigarette or something, which we don't approve of here on the good news. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we do not condone that. No, of course, I'm just kidding. Um, that the, the dog just hopped on then and started going by herself, and then he'd come later. And so wow. now the dog just knows the route and kind of goes on his own. I just think it's as stinking cute as can be. That's that is, pretty that's awesome. I like that. Precious. Isn't it? Now, of course, I don't want to be a downer, but what about leash laws? <laughs> I was oh. thinking the same thing. I mean, oh. sorry. I'm you know? sorry, but oh. I have dogs and I can't. I would love just to put it, my dog in a park. Well, you know what's going to happen pretty soon after this story, like, you know, management of the There'll be people like me Bureau. come up right, and go, right. put him on a leash. Yeah. I'm sorry. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> wow. Oh, gosh. It cool, cracks though. me I up. I like that. I Isn't love that. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. yeah. All right, ladies. So I sent you out to look for good news. So what, what do you have for me? You know, Angie, you know... Being a Christian, okay, and when a person says says to you, I'm a Christian, you expect certain things from them. This guy down in Birmingham, Alabama, his name is Mark Meadows. Oh, hey, we're on in Birmingham, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, if you're listening in Birmingham, go by the Chick-fil-A down there in Birmingham. It's owned by this guy. His name is Mark Meadows, and he is just an awesome dude. I was reading about his story on Facebook, and when they had the snowpocalypse down in Birmingham, <laughs> He and his store, his Chick-fil-A store, went out and gave food to the people that were stranded. Oh, yeah, on the highway. Yeah. yeah. And this one guy comes in and he says, hey, I work for, for food. And he said, no. He said, you, do you have any gloves? He went and got his own gloves. This Mr. Mark Meadows yeah. went and got his own gloves and, and I, gave them to the guy. And I heard that they caught like somebody kind of snapped the snapshot. Yeah. They saw the guy come in and ask yeah. for food and yeah. Mark, the manager is going to feed him. You know, a lot of the Chick-fil-A managers, let's be honest, a lot of them are Christians. That's part of oh, yeah. when they yeah. when they go through the whole recruiting process, they find out a lot about you. Yeah. And uh, he went over to his table. You're right. And grabbed his own gloves, his and, gloves gave to the and gave them to the guy. And he has been known to go to Burlington Coat Factory and buy coats for people, mm. you know, for homeless people. And that's that's the truth behind Christianity, you know, because Jesus said in, in Matthew 25, when you do this to the least of these, my people, you're doing it unto me. Amen. Yeah. And are yeah. we doing that? Are we living that? Yeah. You know, and that's that that's my story for the week, because this guy epitomizes what Christianity is all about. It's not about beating anybody over the head with the Bible. It's about living it. You know, living, showing the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness and temperance is showing all that. Yeah. Preach. I um I, I recently there was a taxi driver as well and he also uh, really touched me in that aspect. He mm -hmm. was using his tips to go to the dollar store to get gloves and scarves and hats and things. Wow. And he said he, it was so joyous the experience of handing these out all night long to people See. that he um I was going to do it with his tips the next night. And then there's the guy Alan. I think it's Law. He's in um 
uh, Minneapolis, and he's a retired teacher, and they call him a sandwich man. He has 17 freezers in his apartment. He hasn't slept in his own bed for 13 years. And uh, the sandwich man goes out all night long in uh, Minneapolis and hands out sandwiches to the homeless, and he gets seniors and Boy Scouts, you know, to help him make these sandwiches. And he, uh, the year before last, passed out over half a million. And last year, he passed out 740,000 sandwiches. That is awesome. 740,000. That's three quarters of a million. Yeah. That's a lot of sandwiches. That's that's more than I could ever eat in my lifetime. Yeah. And I love sandwiches. No, I don't know. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do the math. Isn't that insane? (laughs) That's great. That's incredible. That's just great. I I just love the way people, you know, when you epitomize Christianity, Christianity is not so much as a, a word. It's an action. And are you living it? Are you doing it? You know, and that's what we as Christians do. Yeah. All right, Robbie Yopes, let's follow that up with you. You are a blogger, you're a writer, you're a mom, you're a speaker, so you're out in the community a lot, and I uh, send you out to look for good news in the world. It can be things you come across, like I do, or people you meet, etc. Or, or <laughs> it's or. something else today. Um, first of all, I'm a writer, and so I want I love to encourage fellow writers. And I bought a book today um, called The Baby Chronicles. It's a novel. And it's, uh, I just cannot wait to read this. It's a fictionalized account of the creation process as seen through eyes of its four main characters. And guess who wrote this? The Drill Sergeant of Life. That's right. Beat- <laughs> Beatrice Bruno. Beatrice Bruno, The Baby Chronicles. Check it out, guys. Get it. I can't wait to read it. Thank you, Robbie. You're welcome. That's good news right there. And in she book. helps other people write books as well. I, I do. do. I'm trying to, to teach people um, both what of you I do. know. Oh, yeah, oh, we do. Okay. Well, you're right. Yeah, we're yeah. both um, teachers. And what I, my good news today is um, personal. So it's not about anybody in the community, it's about okay. me. Okay. And um, the good news is that God gives second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, Gosh. one millionth chances. Yes. Okay. So two years ago, um, I, came, I, I, I came in here and I, I um, went on the radio with you for weeks and one week at a time. And I lost a lot of weight. Yes. Remember? Yes. Remember that? Almost 100 pounds. Remember? Yeah. And then la- and my year, my word, you know, every year I pick a word to yes. kind of focus my year. Yeah, I like that. And my year, uh, my word that year was be still and push. Huh. And I did. I was still before the Lord and I pushed through and I had okay. a personal trainer and it, it hurt. You think of labor and I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and then, so I lost all this weight. Last year, my word was overcome. Okay. And I thought started the year thinking, well, it's overcome because I, I need to lose like uh, my the last amount of my weight, so I'll overcome that. Ha ha ha! God said, it was about overcoming illness because last year I had a a year of illness wow. and I gained yeah, you did. some of the weight back and I had surgery and it was horrible. So, th- but it was good because it was God. And you know, if I had an hour, I'd tell you it it was God's plan well, to teach I've me. I've known things. you this long because I remember you saying 2013 was I your know. year. 2014, it was your year, but it was not as much of your year. It was a, it was a very hard, hard year, year. But you know what? God uses pain. Yeah. And so I do not regret one minute of last year. And then this year, God um, gave me the word design. And what that is, is um, he wants me to live in his design for me. Mm. So this year I'm focusing on how has God designed me to live? And my husband is joining me in this. So we're looking at every area of our life and, and, 
am I the mom that God designed me to be? Mm. Ah. Am I eating the way God mm. designed mm. me to eat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I speaking what God designed me mm-hmm. to speak? That's good. And so, it, yeah, it's going to be a whole year of adventure and journey. Wow. And um, and so the first, what's well, been a week and a half, I've been eating as God designed me to eat. Amen. And, uh, and who knows? I know, I mean, I've already lost some weight. I'll lose weight, but that's just... That's just a little part of the story. It's really going to be about Psalm 139 and God creating me like the baby chronicles right. that I'm going to read. I can't wait. Beatrice Bruno. <laughs> um, but it's about living how God wants me to live. And that's different for, I mean, it's a basic for everyone, but it's different um, personalities, different paths for everyone. That, and so my great. husband and I are going this year to discover it. So the good news is, um, why don't we all think about what has God designed you to do? You are doing exactly Ooh. what I think God designed you to do, Angie. Thank you. And uh, Beatrice, you too. And Thank so you. I just, I want to encourage everybody to look at your design and see if it matches up. Are you designing your own life? Or are you letting God design your path? That's like real that. good. Like That's good real news. good. Yeah. You know, um, this morning I read in Isaiah, the 48th chapter, verse 10, and it says that he has chosen us out of the furnace of affliction. And, you know, a lot of people mm. don't want to hear that. They really don't because the furnace of affliction, that's oh. a hard place to be. Man, if 2014. You, if you could live somewhere, it'd be like Florida, yeah. Maine, you know, yeah. or, or I'd like to move to the furnace of affliction. Yeah. No one wants to move there. No. Like, there, I don't care how low it is. No one volunteers okay. to live in the furnace too of affliction. Hot. It's too hot. Yeah. Exactly. No air conditioning. But do we know what God's design is for us mm-hmm. by dwelling in that place? Amen. Okay. Exactly. Because see, as we go through the That's furnace of affliction, think about Shadrach, Meshach, and a big Negro. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I preach it like that. Okay. Shadrach, She's African American. If you didn't am, guess that, yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes. Went into the fiery furnace. Okay. They came out. There was no smoke smell on them. They weren't singed or Mm -hmm. anything. And think about it. By design, design. God has put us in a furnace of affliction for his purposes because he has to test our faith. He has to test if we really believe what his word says, you know, to us. That's what that furnace of affliction is. And Robbie, you know, you're, you're just an awesome chick. He's taking you through that furnace of affliction. And Angie, believe it or not, at 3 a.m. when you get up every morning, you're in that furnace of affliction. And God is testing you to make Preaching. sure that you are who you say you are in him. Amen. You know, I, do, I do immediately Woo. turn on my furnace, uh, my, my space heater <laughs> onto high. No, and I did feel like I was getting sweaty in there today, and I felt like I was in a furnace affliction because I had a headache. Oh, it was 3, so 3 a.m. when I woke up. I had the so space funny. heater on high, and that thing kicks off some heat. I got it at Costco. That thing is like a little oven. Wow. I could probably put an egg in front of it and make my breakfast. Oh, I mean, it's that hot. <laughs> so um, I my new thing is I've been reading um, Purpose Driven Life um, yes. again, yeah. Yeah. and the first chapter really talks about it's not about you. And so uh, many of us mm-hmm. wake up and like, what about me? And I'm tired and I'd like a nap and I'm hungry and on, I right. want to go back to sleep Come and on. I want to call in sick. And and so every morning when I wake up, I'm like, it's a privilege that God gives me to be a messenger on the radio to That's give right. a positive message to people. And that it's not just about me that, you know, that I, if I'm really truly following in the Lord's footsteps, then I'm supposed to give the love that he gives me to other people That's to right. pass it out. And, you and know, if it's over the radio, then so be it. And so it's not about me. I need to like let go of it. What about me? Me, me, me. 
Me, me, me. I, you know, and you encourage me not to focus on myself just by way of our assignments each week. I mean, this week was all about me, <laughs> me, me, me. But you encourage me to go out and look yeah. and, and, and give back to the community. So thank you for that. Well, I think uh, both of you will be inspired by Garth Callahan, next author of Napkin Notes, dealing with his fourth diagnosis of cancer and just trying to step through life and uh, leave a legacy for his daughter. And these notes he writes her, they used to be like, be nice, be a good kid. Now they're like, you know, little memos mm -hmm. and quotes and beautiful things. All right, uh, Robbie Yopes, how do people find you if they'd like to find your books and have you speak for them maybe? RobbieYopes.com. That's I-O-B-S-T. Drill Sergeant of Life, Beatrice Bruno. DrillSergeantOfLife.com. Excellent. We'll be right back with the good news and Garth Callahan. You won't want to miss this guy's story. They're turning it into a movie coming up next. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, sweetie, come check this out. That looks like an expensive mountain resort. It's the YMCA of the Rockies Estes Park Center, just outside of Rocky Mountain National Park. I thought we agreed that we couldn't afford a vacation this winter. We did. But this winter, the Y has their snow-tacular lodging specials. At the Central Lodge, we can stay for three days for only $168, and that includes breakfast. Or, if you want, we can invite your sister, and we can get a three-bedroom cabin for four nights for under 600 bucks. This holiday season has been really stressful. I do wish we could just get away, even if it was just for a few days. Me too. And look, they have a ton of family-friendly activities so the kids can come too. Nordic skiing, snowshoeing, tubing, ice skating, fat biking. Really? That sounds great. You book a cabin before it's too late and I'll call my sister and tell her right now. Awesome. And tell her to go to YMCARockies.org to find out all the details about directions, pricing, availability, and everything we need to know about all those fun activities. This is going to be exactly what we needed. But, honey, do the kids have to come? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. 
He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, He will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give Him a call at 303-457-8080, 303-457-8080 or SpineGeek.com. Maximized Living, Adjustments for Life. Hi, it's Angie Austin with the good news. Would you like to change your life with Jesus? We have the third women's conference, three years in a row, Breakout with Jesus in January, January 28th, 2017, 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Grace Fellowship of Lakewood Church. And we would love to have you there. We've got Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, Michelle Ron, she is a game changer, Jenny Dean Schmidt, the channel mom, Robbie and John Yopes will help your marriage, caught in his arms ministry, that's their ministry, and me, Angie Austin, sharing my testimony of hope and forgiveness. We'd love to have you there. Go to AngieAustinRadio.com and shoot me an email. We've got tickets, very low price tickets this year because we want every one of you to be able to attend. AngieAustinRadio.com. And again, that is the Women's Conference on Saturday, January 28th. Welcome back to the good news. You know, recently I did an interview that was so, so impressed me that I asked him if he could be on my other show, this one, the good news. Uh, you, I may have mentioned to you that I do a national morning show called Daybreak USA, and uh, I was uh, pitched a story uh, about um, a book called Napkin Notes, and the author is Garth Callahan. And Garth had been diagnosed with cancer four times since November of 2011, and doctors had recently given him um, five years to live, but you know how that goes with doctors. You know, they're not always exactly right. But Garth thought, you know what? I'm going to set out on a mission to write 826 napkin notes to his daughter. And so we've got Garth on the line, and he's going to explain this because not only did it become a book, it's also going to become a major motion picture as well. Welcome to the show, Garth. Thank you so much. All right. So first of all, tell us, you know, I told a little bit about the story, but kind of tell us a little bit about um, how the whole napkin note thing started long before your cancer diagnosis. And uh, tell us a little about your daughter and, you know, the whole the whole mission when she was a little kid. Absolutely. So um, and and I'm going to be incredibly and brutally honest. Uh, my my wife was a stay at home mom and uh, and I was the, the working dad. And uh, I recognized early on that as Emma went to kindergarten, I was losing eight or nine hours a day with her that my wife had. Uh-huh. And I was really jealous. I, I was very jealous. Uh, and, and there was a, this other part of me that kind of looked around and I said, gosh, you know, I have at best 90 minutes a day with my daughter. Wow. You know, we have some time in the morning at breakfast, mm-hmm. um, family dinner time. And then time in the evening to, to grab up some homework and read stories and, and get her tucked in. And I thought, you know, I'm responsible with raising this, this young woman into adulthood, and I get to do it in 90 minutes a day. And, and so I started writing these notes to her when she was very young. And, and, and look, let's face it, I was trying to be selfish. I wanted her to love me just a little bit more than what she loved my wife. <laughs> and and so I, I was really reaching and trying to come up with these extra ways in the middle of the day to connect. And the notes in the beginning really weren't all that complex. Uh, they said very simple things like, I love you. Have a great day. Be a good friend to someone. 
And, and in the beginning, I was not prolific. Uh, I didn't necessarily write notes on a daily basis. Um, there could be days that went by in between notes. And sometime uh, around the time she was in third or fourth grade, uh, a couple of things happened. One is that my wife started working part-time at my daughter's school. And so I became the primary lunch maker. I was uh-huh. the one who was up early and, and needed, and I kind of needed to, sh- you know, shuttle the, the, the family out to school. Um, and, and then the other thing that happened was there, was there was one morning when I had finished Emma's lunch and her lunch bag was sitting on the counter. I hadn't yet written a note, but I, I wasn't slacking off. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. And she scooped up her lunch bag and recognized that there was no note in it. And she walked over to me and looked up at me and simply asked, napkin note? <laughs> and, and that's when I knew this mattered. <laughs> like like her, her lunch wasn't done yet. Where's the napkin note? <laughs> You're exactly right. You know, uh, she expected, okay, there, there should be a sandwich. There should be, you know, a piece of fruit. There should be some water. And darn it, there better be a napkin with, with a note on it from my dad. I'm curious. Let me just, I want to ask one question. Uh, I don't know if she kept them. I'm I'm assuming she keeps them now, but did she keep them in the beginning or did she just use the napkin in the beginning? So in the beginning, um, and and even now, um, we recognize as a family that these napkins are biohazards usually, right? So they they come home from school, there's peanut butter smeared on them (laughs) and maybe juice and and some dessert, (laughs) and we save the ones that we can. Right. Um, it wasn't until um, my first cancer diagnosis that she started saving the notes. And uh, that is what kind of triggered my idea of sharing these notes more publicly. Interesting. All right, so I interrupted you. You said, okay, so she said napkin note, like it was, and that's when you realized she was expecting it. Right. And, and that's when I, I started to think, all right, this is a fantastic opportunity for me to take a couple of minutes in the morning, you know, even before she's awake, and think about my daughter and think about her day and what she has going on ahead of her and, and what can I do to help inspire her? What can I do to help motivate her? Love and it. three or four or five hours later, she can take a couple of minutes and reflect on me and, and what I'm hoping for her and, and whatever positive message I put in. It's a fantastic cycle. Now, so you start this um, in kindergarten. It's not every day. And then when, how old is she when you receive your first cancer diagnosis when she starts saving these napkin notes from the lunchbox? She had just turned 12. Okay. So just turned 12. And she was in, yeah, she had, she had just turned 12. She was um, in, let me think about this. She's in ninth grade now. So she had just started uh, seventh grade, I think, no, sixth grade. Yeah. And, um, and. A couple of months after my cancer diagnosis, so to put things in perspective, it was a really tough initial diagnosis, but uh, we thought that we had it corrected with surgery. And I had surgery just a few days before Christmas, and so Christmas break, I kind of plodded around the house in my bathrobe trying to feel better. And then early January starts, and everybody goes back to school, right? My wife is working, and, and, and my daughter is going to school, and so I, I resume my normal lunchmaking duties. And we tried as a family just to kind of reset back to normal. And two or three months after uh, her starting school again, um, I I saw this composition book. And she had been tearing off the things I was writing 
and sticking them into a composition book. Statement. Like taping them in there? Yes. Wow. And, uh, and you, you, you discovered, it, what, did, what did you feel like when you discovered that? Well, there were a lot of emotions that were going along um, with that. Um, the first thing was, because the way that I saw it is that I, I saw her ripping up a napkin. And, and I didn't realize what she was doing, and I thought, oh, great. You know, how bad was my napkin that day that she, she found the need to not only save it until the end of the day, but rip it up. Um, and so I, I asked her, you know, cautiously what was, what was going on, and she showed me the composition book. And I was just moved beyond belief. Um, and here she was. She had saved every single one starting uh, when she went back to school, and it was this collection, and I had never really thought about the notes as a collection, as something that was a legacy or something that could be saved or passed on. Right. But she did. But she did. And she, I found out later, literally years later, uh, she had never told me this, um, that she was trying to save a piece of me. Trying to save a piece of you. She was, right. She was really scared, as we were all scared. Uh, and she was doing anything she could to hold on. So when you receive that first cancer diagnosis, she starts saving your notes, saving a piece of you in this composition book. You find it. Then how does this transition talk about the path then that leads to you deciding to write one that will take her all the way through high school? I well, mean, a so for a long time, yeah, yeah. So for a long time, our, our, our lives were as normal as they could be. I would write notes. I started sharing them on Facebook, uh, really just because I, I wanted to inspire other dads to make their kids' lunches and to, to write notes to them. And so I started sharing, sharing on Facebook and Twitter so my friends and family could see what I was writing on a daily basis. Um, fast forward a couple of years, uh, I've just under, undergone my third cancer diagnosis. I've had surgery again. Um, and my doctors have, have looked me in the eye and they said, you know, Mr. Callahan, you're going to die from this. And, and the, the, the tricky thing is we don't know when, right? So it could be, you know, it could be one year, it could be five years, it could be, you could be one of the lucky ones, it could be 30 years. Right. But you're going to die from this. And I start freaking out. Um, and and I'm, I'm on a flight to Orlando and I'm reading the in-flight magazine and I happened to read about this really cool guy named Alex Sheen, and he's started this social movement called Because I Said I Would. And the entire social movement is geared on making promises and keeping promises. Oh. And, I, and I thought to myself, I've had this implied promise to my daughter that I will always make her lunch and that I will always write her a napkin note. And somewhere in the back of my brain, my doctor's telling me five years, and I look at the calendar, and five years is around high school graduation, and I start to think, I'm not going to make it. And so I decide to make this, this promise a real promise. Um, but I don't tell my daughter uh, for, for obvious reasons. I don't want to tell her that I'm thinking about dying. Yeah, and it and, would scare her. Absolutely. Um, and so in the dark of night, I start writing out notes, um, you know, 10 at a time, 15 at a time. There was one Saturday afternoon where I grabbed a whole pack of napkins and I wrote 100 out all at once. Um, and I, I tucked these napkins away 
one by one so that in the event that I die, there will be enough napkins in her lunch through high school graduation. And at this point, she's still and, keeping them all. Correct. Well, the ones that we can keep, right? So the, the, ones, the ones that are, are not too terribly destroyed from the lunch activities, right. um, we hold on to. Yeah, no, if it doesn't uh, have too much and, jelly, it's not too sticky. Exactly. But again, that's one, also one of the reasons why we started taking pictures of them, because at the very uh, least, we would have a record of the notes that existed. I see. And, um, and the next thing I know, um, Alex, I've, I've told Alex Sheen about my promise, and he writes about it on his company blog. And literally six days later, I'm on the Today Show, and we're talking with Matt Lauer about napkin notes and, and my cancer and my daughter. With your, and is your daughter there, too, or just you? No, my daughter's there with me. So, oh, so, my so goodness. We're kind of, oh, I know. We're, we're thrust into the national spotlight and, and literally had, had no idea that something like this could happen so quickly um, or so, so uh, I guess, violently is not quite the right word, but literally, you know, we were suddenly whisked away up to New York and, and you know, Fox News and, and NPR and, and, you know, lots of interviews that we turned down. And, and we're just this family, right? We're this normal family, and, and we're talking about napkin notes and cancer and, and dying and living. Um, and suddenly people are listening, um, which is really cool because now parents are listening to what I'm talking about and they're starting to copy me. And you uh, can and writing notes for their own kids. And you all of a sudden have the power to inspire people. So people are just joining us right now. We are talking with Garth Callahan, and he is talking about napkin notes that's become a book and will uh, also be a movie, a major motion movie. But it started because after his cancer diagnosis, um, he decided he wanted to continue writing these notes to his daughter. And the third time he was diagnosed with cancer, he decided it was 826 no- uh, napkin notes you had to write in order for her to have one through every day of high school. Is that right? That's correct. And so we're, so, we're, and I have, go ahead. I have all 826. They're sitting safely in a couple of boxes in my house. Um, from time to time we, we get them out, uh, because people want to take pictures of them or whatnot. Uh, and my intent is to do everything I can, uh, that I will in fact make it through Emma's high school graduation, and actually be able to present those notes to her at her commencement. Wow. How old is she now? She just turned 15. Uh, she started high school this year. I'm not quite ready to, to say my daughter's a high schooler. That's, that's a really big step for me. <laughs> um, I would much rather her be seven or eight back in, in third or fourth grade, but um, she is, in fact, in high school. Well, I know what a big deal. You said fi- parents were listening to you, so you could inspire them. Now, when you and I spoke, I told you that um, I, I was working for my home studio that day, and I went down and uh, wrote notes to my kids and put them in their lunches uh, before we even did our interview because I'd been doing my research on you. And then I'd been writing my husband notes, I told you. And to be honest with you, right now I think my husband, with his startup and all the stress he has, he needs the notes more than, than I do. Now, his will be via email, but it opens up conversation with him because – Along with the kids and with my husband, I feel like that, you, as you put it, that personal touch of communication, reaching out to someone, it really does open up the lines of communication. And uh, so I want to talk to you about what you want to inspire in other people, and then let's share some of the notes. So what do you want people to walk away with when they read Napkin Notes by Garth Callahan, you, and when they see the movie that will be coming out? What do you want people to walk away with? 
I, I think the biggest thing that I could ask anybody who either reads the book or, or you know, eventually goes to see the movie is they have to recognize that um, they shouldn't wait for a doctor to look them in the eye and say that they're going to die before they can create a strong connection with somebody that they care about. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take, uh, you don't need to be a poet laureate. You don't need to have a master's in English. Uh, you just need a, a pen and a piece of paper and, and some heart. It can be something really simple that you do. Uh, and, and building these relationships, uh, that's what is, is the most important thing. That's what matters. It's right. not the car that you drive. It's not the job that you have. It's not how big your house is. It's how many people can you truly count on in your life that, that you would consider them true friends. Right. And, you know, in terms of the notes... Uh, like you said, you don't need to be a poet, but first you just, in the kindergarten, you wrote, you know, I love you, you're great, you're special, be a good friend to someone. But then you started using quotes. One that's real simple that I like is uh, you, you wrote, life doesn't have to be perfect to be wonderful, Annette Funicello. And so talk about some of the, the ones that, uh, you know, that stood out to you or that, you know, maybe your daughter found to be really special. Sure. So, you know, what's really interesting is as I write my notes and as I do the research and as I capture ideas, um, that act of writing the note um, is just as inspiring to me as I hope it is for Emma to read the note. Uh, and so it, it's, it's a very positive motivational act that I, that I undergo. And um, you know, my, one of my favorite notes currently is a quote by Mother Teresa. Um, and the quote is, if you can't feed 100 people, then feed just one. Love it. I posted it and, on my Facebook so, recently. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's so powerful because if you think about it, the things that we have in our lives uh, that are they're big problems, right? I have cancer, and there is no way that I can solve that problem. Uh, but I can, I can solve some of the smaller things that go along with that, whether it's my side effects or my fatigue or how it draws me away from my family. Those are small things that I can handle. Uh, one of my daughter's favorite notes to this day is it's a note that I wrote about a year ago, and I was reminding her of a time when she was playing on the playground uh, with her, fr- her best friend at the time, Colin. And Colin was really into the Rescue Heroes toys back then. And uh, they were climbing on the jungle gym, and the napkin note says, Dear Emma, do you remember that time on the playground when Colin looked up at you on the jungle gym and said, I'll save you, Emma. And you looked down at him and replied, I'll save myself. (laughs) Be that girl. Uh, And and she loves that note because it it really encompasses everything that we're trying to do with her, which is to, to, to instill in her the values that will make her a strong, confident young woman. Okay, so obviously... Uh, these notes have touched your daughter. She's saving them. Um, and obviously, the people have been touched because, you know, th- this then became your book and ne- next the movie. What has your daughter's response been to this, you know, going on Fox News and the Today Show and the book coming out? How, how obviously, she's proud of you. What's her response been to all of this hoopla? Well, I think one of the things that, that um, I really need to make sure that everybody understands is that we're the same exact family as what we were before this started. I can tell. Right? So as, a, as a family, 
we still have our family walks, and I still pick up the dog poop, and um, you know, we still make fun of each other. And so I will say, between Emma and me, we are we literally look at ourselves and we think to if we think you know what's next, what else can happen? How crazy have our lives become? Um, I think one of the things that she is really most gratified with is the fact that she knows that other kids are getting notes as yeah. well. She knows how important it's been to her, and she she really believes that kids who receive notes are going to have um, a better relationship with their parents. Well, Garth Callahan, I cannot believe we already talked for 20 minutes, and we could talk for another 20. I'm like, wow, we've got 20 minutes to fill. That's a lot of time, and, like, we've already filled it. So Napkin Notes, Garth Callahan, what an inspiration you are to parents. Thank you so much for just sharing that love that you have with your daughter, with the rest of us, to inspire us to communicate with our children and have that personal touch. Do you have a website or anywhere we could go to get more information? Oh, absolutely. Um, www.napkinnotesdad.com, and you can look us up on Facebook at Napkin Notes. Thank you, Garth. What a blessing to have you on. Appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. We'll be right back with the good news. And I think that was pretty great news. Thanks, Garth. Hey, it's Angie Austin. I'm here with my friend Francis Owens with ARC. And Francis, you and I have been friends a long time, and you and I both wanted to do something with our lives, with our careers that made a difference. I love ARC. I've gotten to know so many of the differently abled ambassadors through you, and it's shopping with a purpose. So when we shop there, the money actually goes to help the disabled community locally, and you need donations. We need donations all the time, and we are very, very happy to come pick them up. You can easily call 303-238. Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We would love to come pick up anything. All of our sales go to help people with disabilities around the state. We raise funds for advocacy. Love it. And you can also, of course, drop things off, but they'll come and pick things up for free. And again, all the money stays locally to help the disabled community. And I love to shop there because I find great deals. You can find out more info as well at arcthrift.org. Thank you. Perfect. Yay! Is your marriage going badly? Has addiction or sin put a wedge between you and your spouse? We can help. Our book, Caught, tells the story of how God redeemed our marriage and gives 10 holy habits that will cause your marriage to be strong. Good marriages don't just happen. We can help. Go to caughtinhisarms.com for more information and to order your copy of Caught. That's caughtinhisarms.com. Natalie Corrado of Remax is the realtor that truly does it all. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to some of the reviews from her website, livingdenver.com. Valerie in Highlands Ranch said, Natalie's knowledge and expertise, as well as her professionalism and warm personality, more than exceeded our expectations. My mother stated that we need to clone her. And how about Jen in Parker? What else to say about Natalie Corrado except amazing? She made the home buying process stress-free and easy. And just listen to what Courtney and Kylan of Castle Rock said. We couldn't have asked for a smoother transaction. And definitely could not have done it without Natalie as our realtor. If you use Natalie, you're not going to regret it. She is the best. When you have Natalie on your side, you won't be wondering if you made the right choice. It doesn't matter if you are selling your house, buying a new house, or both. Find Natalie Corrado at Remax Realtors at livingdenver.com and she will get the job done. 
Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. Uh, are you going through something tough? Are you feeling a little low? Do you think that there could be more? You thought when you became a Christian, your life would be incredible? Well, a lot of us can relate. And that's why for the third year in the row, we're having the Real Women, Real Issues, Real Solution Women's Conference. We've lowered the price because we want you to come. We don't want anything to hold you back. Believe me, these speakers, I've heard them. I have handpicked them. It's a life-changing message. Break out with Jesus. Go to AngieAustinRadio.com. Shoot me an email. Let's chat about it. The good news is Dr. Joe Arve is here and he wants you to have the best 2017 ever. We're going to be doing makeover soon. So even though we're still in the midst of maybe some of the, oh, good times at the end of the year, we need to get ready to make 2017 the best ever. How do we do that, Dr. Joe? Well, here's the first thing do we have to do. We, we cannot make a new chapter in our life if we keep reading the old chapter for information we have if we're going to write a new story we can't keep reading the old story and trying to figure out you know we have to change the story we have to have a new story and we have to you're going to talk about this as far as mindset is your thoughts become your beliefs your beliefs become your actions your actions become your habits so true because if you think you're going to fail you're going to fail because you think you're going to fail right and 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 your act so your your habits are linked to your actions which are linked to your beliefs, which are linked to your thoughts, and your thoughts are linked to the picture, the current picture that you hold consciously and subconsciously of yourself. And so if you see yourself, the picture of yourself is failing, you're always overweight, you're never going to change, or if you see the picture of yourself as something you can't achieve, like, okay, or I don't want to be like my mom, I don't want to be like my dad, you have to stop for a second and, and really think and draw a picture, if you would, or see what the picture, the, the most dominant picture you have for your life, for, of yourself. and that's Your you beliefs think. about yourself and your life and your future and what you're capable of, of? Well, here's the thing. How many people out there have lost 10, 20, 30 pounds and then you put it back on? Then they lose 5, 10, 20 pounds, and they put it back on. It's because they never changed the picture of who they really are. And so oh. when you, you can go short-term, 30, 60, maybe 90 days, and you, can, and you can lose the weight or you can achieve the short-term goal, but you can't maintain that because you haven't stopped and really changed the picture of yourself. So your body thinks, wait a minute, you're 30 pounds lighter. This isn't the real you you think you are. You're just, a, you're just a skinnier version of the old you, and we need to fix that. We need to, we need to correct that course. We need to right this wrong. And so, boom, then you go back. You, you, you know, and so you haven't really worked on how you see yourself. You haven't cut out pictures of the new you. You haven't made a, a vision board. You haven't looked through magazines saying, you know, I really like my house to look like this someday. I would like to look like this someday. I'd like to have this kind of picture. Well, then as you change that picture, then you back it in saying, okay, what thoughts do I need to have? What action steps do I need to have? What um, habits do I need to create so that I can stay that person? But then every 30 days, every 90 days, revisit that, that, that vision and say, okay, I'm good here. Now, where, what's the next journey look like? What's the next step look like? And you always have to could be slipping and checking, evaluating and, and modifying and changing that picture. And a lot of people don't yourself. know that you're, you used to be, well, you were kind of a chubby kid. You were a fat kid. I was. And you weren't active. And so now you're so fit and your life's all about health and fitness. You totally changed the picture of who you were. Yeah, I, I, had, I had a lot of reasons growing up not to be uh, the word successful. Um, I had the, you know, I, like everybody else, we have lots of reasons to be victims. 
and I just chose, you know, one day at a time by the grace of God to believe more about what he says about me than others. And so right. what like we that. use in our workshops is, you know, we, I have this, there's a comedian, first name's Chad, I can't remember his last name, sorry, but he takes out a $20 bill. And he says, listen, this money could have been used for bad stuff. It could have been used for good stuff. This, this could have been harm. You know, this dollar can be used, this $20 can be used for many bad things. You can either rip it or tear it, but it never loses its value. And so, you know, and, but, and what gives that $20 bill value is a higher power, the government. Well, what gives me my value is what God says about me and how he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. I'm more than a conqueror. So I just, you know, a bunch of years ago decided just to simply believe that, focus on that, forget what everybody else says. As a father, comparing myself to what I'm trying to be better than what my dad did, but keep my eyes on my heavenly father and saying, okay, there's the picture. And whatever he describes of me and what he says about me, that's the real picture. I love that. Yeah. All right, Dr. Joe, how do we reach you and uh, find out more about this event that will be taking place you know, soon? In, in to January, have your best February, 2017 gonna, yeah, ever. Yeah, we're going to talk about this in January, February, how to, have a, how to change the picture. And have you, if you change the picture, then you can change everything else, and you can stay consistent, and you can keep the habits going. So, again, you can... Email me at uh, or go to my website, spinegeek.com or Facebook, Spine Geek. And then, or you can always text me or call me, 303 349 6011. Again, 303 349 6011. Excellent. Thanks, Dr. Joe. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.